Welcome to the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, the world's longest-running podcast, allegedly. My name's Armitage, and over the course of the next hour, I'll be playing you music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. beginning of all studio episodes i play a classic old school track previously 
We've had Metallica, The Who, Union Carbine Productions, and last week, Motorhead. So, not wishing to buck the trend, that was ACDC with Can I Sit Next to You, comma, Girl. Not the uh, Bond Scott version that appeared on the Australian-only TNT, released in December 1975, and on the international version of High Voltage, released in May 1976. But... ACDC's debut 7-inch, which came out in July 1974 and features original vocalist Dave Evans, drummer Colin Burgess and Malcolm and Angus's elder brother George on bass, although regular bassist Larry Van Cricht did originally day down the bass tracks. Uh, there's an official video of the track. Confusingly, it features Pizza Clack on drums and Rob Bailey on bass, even though they didn't appear on the music. <coughs> anyway... Uh, keeping it old school, but only in the fact that the next two artists have been around for a while, but have just released brand new records. Up first is Chris Spedding, who I first got to know uh, about thanks to his Top of the Pops appearance playing motorbiking in 1975, even though, unbeknown to me, I had seen him on Top of the Pops a year earlier dressed as a Womble, Wellington to be precise. How do you know that he was Wellington? I hear you cry easy. His trademark flying V gave it away. Chris moved into legendary status, uh, as if being a Womble wasn't enough, by producing three demos by a fledgling Sex Pistols, which turned up on the Spunk CD. Then I sort of uh, lost track of what he was doing, but he busied himself in high-profile session work. Not that I noticed. Uh, I did, however... Uh, when he turned up in King Mob in 2011 with Glenn Matlock and Martin Chambers. Unfortunately, the band was short-lived so much so I never got round to purchasing their album, let alone catching them live. The band morphed into Presence LDN, a band or collectively billed as a rock and roll soul explosion. Uh, I think I heard a snippet of one of their songs, took an instant dislike, well, that's not really fair, uh, but it seemed too arty. Anyway, Chris has just released a new solo album called Joyland. Uh, I was aggrieved with one press release uh, and or review where it was labelled as pub rock. I'm all for that musical genre, but it, read, it was like an insult. Now, I say it's a solo album, but Chris has roped in some heavyweight contributors in the form of Andy Fraser, Arthur Brown, Brian Ferry, Johnny Marr and Lovejoy's Ian McShane adds some seriously sinister dialogue to the opening and title track. The album comes across as a soundtrack to some sort of Pulp Fiction type movie. Even the title and the artwork seem up for it. Anyway, less of me and more of Chris Spedding with Now You Can See featuring Arthur Brown. <laughs> Why, why, why 
actually that was called Now You Can See It. Obviously it off, sorry. Uh, the next band from back in the day, I am sure, fitted in with the likes of the Knack, Martha and the Muffins and the Beat, all pastel suits, skinny lapels with tonal opposite fake leather ties, hopping from one foot to another like the ground was miles too hot on their Top of the Pops appearance. Uh, even of the cover of the artwork of their new album lends credence to this, but boy... Was I disappointed on the level of friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright when his younger brother got a Skelectrix for Christmas and he got a chemistry uh, set. <laughs> I blew the fucker up within the day. Band I'm talking about are the Corgis. And uh, before I dug into the realms of Google, I just added the album by appointment to my iTunes and listened to it in the car on my way to work. All sounded like something Terry Wogan used to play on radio too. I even thought everyone, uh, everybody's got to learn sometime was a cover and a not very good one at that obviously it's an original their one hit turns out this is a compilation cd my copy i frisbees over the houses opposite into the grounds of the psychiatric hospital and the mp3s have been removed from the itunes library so no i won't be playing anything by the corgis however i will be playing a track from reese gabriel's and his imaginary friends <laughs>
For those of you who are unaware, Reeves Gabriels has played with David Bowie and The Cure. Uh, I saw him guesting on a couple of tunes with Earl Slick, Slim Jim and Glenn Matlock at Under the Bridge last year, which you can hear on episode 392. The Imaginary Friends album is available on Bandcamp for $10, which in old money must be a farthing. Well worth it. Sticking with Glenn Matlock, as we seem to be doing, one of his current projects, the International Swingers, have just released a download to Pledges track Fire Brigade, which we all know was originally recorded by The Move. But did you know that apparently this is the song that inspired Glenn Matlock to write God Save the Queen? And there's me thinking he only robbed Abba's SOS for Pretty Vacant. Ever had the feeling you've been cheated? <laughs> Back ten years to the girl who's next to me in school If I put my hand upon her leg She'd hit me with a rule Though tomorrow won't be long You're gonna have to play it cool You'd be fascinated by her She could set the place on fire Better run and get the fire brigade Get the fire brigade See the building's ready Start to burn Fire brigade, get the fire brigade If you jump, you've got to wait your turn Friends all seem to laugh, I fear I'm at to make a compromise Try to reassure myself My head must need some exercise Half past ten in the morning She just took me by surprise True, she set the place on fire Fascinated by her Better run and get the fire brigade Get the fire brigade See the buildings really start to burn Ooh, Get the fire brigade Get the fire brigade If you jump you've got to wait your turn The lights across the street Throw a rainbow through her hair I'd love you all to meet her I've been pronouncing the next band's name wrong. Not my fault, as the squirrel is the one who introduced me to the band in question, who are Voltari and not Voltari. Uh, to date, I only have the very excellent So Fine, a mindfuck of an album. My copy is filed next to Celtic Frost's Into the Pandemonium, which speaks volumes. The band have a new album out on the 28th called You Are Voltari, with this, Digging the Alien, being the first track to be released from it. <laughs> Show me where to go 
of doing the Paranoid Squirrel is the free CDs and MP3s that turn up on my doormat and inbox from various record labels that deem me fit and able. All right, Corgi's notwithstanding. Emails from bands are less frequent, but I enjoy them more and feel obliged to play what I receive. As nine times out of ten, the band in question don't have label support and are doing it off their own back funding the recordings themselves. One such email came from Pat, who plays in Barnsley dark punkers system of hate most notable member is keyboardist martin roberts who played bass in the dance society uh, when he mentioned punk genre to gel ill-informed public it's all about safety pins being on the dole and swearing to the rest of us we know it's all about being different non-conformity and respect let's face it the big three that'll be the damned clash and pistols all sounded different it was the second wave that musically latched onto a formula system of hate are trying to keep the first wave of punk ethic originality alive by adding some keyboards just trying something different and on the strength of their second ep insanity they sound like they could have given the ruts a run for their money back in the day in a 1979 80s kind of way this is ashes of divinity
Halos for the Damned indeed, which leads me nicely to the Damned themselves. Finally, the much-muted Damned documentary, courtesy of Lemmy filmmaker Wes Orkensee, Don't You Wish That We Were Dead, is getting its world premiere at the South by Southwest Festival next month. The film has been three years in the making, or rather 39 years, depending on your point of view, with appearances from Chrissy Hine, Mick Jones, Lemmy, Nick Mason, Henry Rollins, someone from Guns N' Roses, uh, My Money's On, Duff McKagan, Sex Pistols, Blondie and The Buzzcocks going to be the best 107 minutes this side of a true testimonial let's hope they get a wider recognition that they deserve it'll be interesting to see how much more people walk through the doors of future damn gigs out of the multitude of official and semi-official damn live albums the top three in no particular order for me are live in newcastle 1983 live in shepparton 1980 and mindless directionless energy live at lyceum 1981 i really wish the complete Shepparton gig would see the light of day. Obviously, with the Black Album test pressing sampler and Black Album cassette mixes, the Newcastle gig, uh, I almost have the whole gig on tape, cuts out during Citadel. I think the Lyceum gig slightly comes out on top, as I used to uh, play along to it in my bedroom at my parents' house, flipping the LP over after drinking about my baby and before looking at you. It seems... I have three versions of the said Lyceum album. The original, Blue Sleeve, the reissued cover with type-only artwork, and one called Boring Blitz that has extra tracks that I'm not 100% sure came from the same gig. Although, looking at White Rabbit's extremely excellent damned gig and setlist guide, I could be wrong. Uh, I did think I had the Lyceum gig on CD. Turns out I don't. Some crop up on the noise Best of the Damn Live CD, which I could probably play this into almost a correct running order. Anyway, here is Drinking About My Baby.
Several bands can go hand in glove with the damned, the Ruts, Nancy Nowhere League and the UK sub spring to my mind. When you've got a few moments, I strongly recommend you take a trip over to the UK subs time and matter.net where subs bassist Alvin Gibbs is currently uploading his memoirs as diminished responsibility. In chapter six, he regales the story of how the subs, along with guest keyboardist Captain Sensible, top of the pop's appearance of a party in Paris, was edited out of the final show and they were given six months ban as certain punk members of the audience, deemed to be in league with the subs, took umbrance to Adamant, who had just performed Dog Eat Dog's recent transition from a cult band to successful hyper-commercial entity and roughed him and his girlfriend up as they made their way back to the dressing room. The UK sub's 25th album, Yellow Leader, obviously keeping in the alphabetical tradition, has just been released via Captain Eye as a picture disc, I believe a yellow vinyl gatefold sleeve, with my CD version housed in a very nice hardback book type cover, all supporting a variation of Roy Lichtenstein's Wham. Uh, You may think it's strange, but I always buy CDs from bands that I know members of. I never actively seek out promo copies. The subs guitarist Jet I've known since his Sonic Boom Boys days, and it's great to see him getting up there doing it for real. Anyway, the album, as you'd expect, is a corker with no signs of Sir Charlie Harper easing up on his worldviews. Looking forward to seeing them at the 100 Club on the 23rd of May. This is Slave.
The only downside to the album was I immediately wanted to hear it. Boshed it into my iTunes only for it to come up. Tracks not found. Do you wish to import anyway? Obviously, I didn't, and time was in short supply for me as to manually name everything. I was just about to go out. Then the clouds of stupidity parted, and I just took the CD into the car and popped the disc into the CD player. Right, we're now going to nip over the pond to Boston for some Watts, who have been described as they play in a band built on a bedrock of riff-powered songs that have as much to do with swagger as they do with melody. Watts also stroked the twin-engine guitar charge of Keith Richards and Ron Wood, although gruff-voiced singer-guitarist Dan Kopke, bound to have pronounced that wrong, sings better than both, and lead acts John Blotz's tough, blistering solos are closer in spirit to the knotty workouts of ACDC's Angus Young. Well, that's me sold. This is Flash of White Light. Underworld on the 13th of May which obviously myself and the squirrel will be attending so I wasn't too surprised when I received what looked like a new Enough's Enough CD the peace sign was there the typography spelled out Enough's it oh no it didn't 
it reads chips enough the album is called strange time and i did wonder if chip had time to nip down the recordings you know why couldn't he have wrote in johnny monaco and made it a full-blown enough's enough album uh then i read who played on it uh, Steve Nadler slash Robin Sandler with co-writing credits from Trent Reznor and and Sir Paul McCartney. Suddenly, it's Johnny Who. Uh, before I knew that Macca had his scouse hand on the last track, The Pain Is All On You, I thought it sounded beatlish in a fall-on-the-hill kind of way. Uh, the opener, Sunshine, had me thinking in parts of a day in the life, but Chip's sleep has always been covered by his influences. The track I'm going to play you sounds like a cross between ELO and status quo. This is the game.
as I played the first track last week, it seems only right and proper and fair to play the Hit Priest cover of Zodiac Mindwarp Spasm Gang this week. <laughs> Jet Black Saga continues unabated. Now, the listening party is on the same day as stars play the underworld. Cheers, guys.
A few weeks ago was the debut of songs that don't rock but actually do the song in question was from a program my daughter used to watch called h2o just had water she's now uh, on to uh, pretty little lies a program i know nothing about apart from these teenage girls with obviously something to hide are being stalked by someone only known as a my daughter thankfully doesn't know why i laugh when the girls talk about a anyway this week, I dig deep into my childhood, and I'm going to unleash upon you the very non-rock Lightning Tree by The Settlers. Now, this was used as the theme music to Follyfoot Farm about, you guessed it, a uh, farm. Filmed in the early 70s with Gillian Blake as Dora, who was a poster adorned at the wall of my bedroom underneath the Palace Football Team one. Steve Hodson as Steve, Christian Rodska as Rod Stryker, Desmond Llewellyn as the Colonel and Arthur English as Slugger. In one episode, Pan St Clements, who is Pat in EastEnders, or was Pat in EastEnders, appears as Steve's mum working in the burger van in Hull. I kid you not. Until next week, take it easy. And for those of you listening on the Wall Rock Radio for the East Midlands, coming up next is Eugene Crabb and the Krusty Crabb Music Hour. Was born in a thunderstorm. Grow, grow the lightning tree. It's never too late for you and me. Grow, grow the lightning tree. Never give in too easily. Down in the meadow where the wind blows light, the lightning struck in the middle of the night. Little 
Main Street there by the lightning flare. The lightning flare was a wild affair. 